Skilly bang, 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 bang. We back, man. Shopper suit convos. What's going on, Jamal? What's good, little nigga? What it do? What the fuck was that? Yeah, I was just checking out the box score. Oh, true. Who's winning? Uh, the uh, what is it? The Heat are up forty-two to thirty-seven. I think I heard somebody say Jason Tatum's hurt. Probably, and people are realizing that Jalen Brown doesn't really have handles. Yeah, he doesn't really do nothing but just be physical athlete, play a little bit of defense, and make some cool passes every now and then. He gets rebounds. He's like a hustler. He can score too, but hey. A lot yeah. of these young men, hey, they still develop in their games. Yep, yep. So, hey, I don't knock the hustle. The NBA conference finals have kind of been boring because every game's a blowout. But, hey, right now you got a five-point game. Low scoring, old school basketball. So, we'll see what happens in the second half. But I know we talked uh, briefly on text messages, and I tried to tell you that I was going to catch up on all the music that I haven't listened to. And I listened to IDK's EP with K Trinata. And then I went to Skilly Bang. And I didn't listen to nothing else, boy. I've been listening <laughs> to Skilly Bang all week. He's my new man. Pause. That's the homie? Yeah, he's my new artist that I'm fucking with. Where's he from? St. Thomas, Jamaica, the east side. He's from the same areas popcorn word that's what's up shout out to jamaica it's dope that they have a hot artist again you didn't know he was a jamaican i didn't know where he was from i thought he was african nah yeah he's from jamaica unfortunately he signed to a record label already well well there you have it music industry wins again yeah i mean hey they're undefeated people need contracts (laughs) so I mean, I hope he owns his masters. He signed with RCA. They seem to do well with R&B. I don't know how they do with rap and dance hall, but I was just watching Skilly Bang's interview with Ras Kwame. Shout out to him in the UK. That joint was dope. He's a real smart young guy. He talked about his influences. You know, his favorite artist is Vibes Cartel, but he said, he fools with rap as well. He grew up listening to like Lil Wayne. He likes Kodak, Drake, Roddy Rich, Young Thug, and Gunner. So that's why I think I like his style so much. Cause yeah, he is a dance artist, but he swags like a new rapper. That's why I think he works so well. But I'm kind of upset because, you know, he signed us to some old school New York niggas and they his big song Wop Wop, they did a remix with a uh, French Montana and Fabio Foreign coming out next week. I'm like, eh. oh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, French. I mean, I don't know. The Mopstick song was cool. Yeah. Shout out Kodak Black. That's who should have been on Wap Wap instead. It should have been like Kodak and NBA Youngboy because NBA Youngboy likes his music and Kodak has shown love to him too. They fuck with him. I think uh-huh. IU boys like that funk. That's uh interesting that NBA young boy actually likes someone other than Rich the Kid and the and, and the baby. 
Hey, man. And, and you know who else really likes Skilly Bang? Nikki. No, yeah, but you said his name already. Rich the Rich, Kid. That nigga's like on two or three of his projects. Of course he likes him. He's a Haitian boy, you know? Yeah, but that guy, he is like the, he's the. He's like Jay Worthy, right? Nah, the new French Montana, like he's going to be your friend. He's yeah. pulling up fast. Yeah, he pulls up with a lot of people and gets. Didn't he have a mixtape with Wayne and NBA Youngboy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the fuck he did that. He's the fourth amigo. Yeah, that's crazy. And he, <laughs> and he can skateboard. Yeah, man. Actually really, really good. Yeah, and he's really from Queens or something, right? Yeah. So, hey, man, shout out Rich the Kid, Rich Fever. Shout out Skipper the Flipper. Yeah, he was the first one to do the, the dab with the leg kick. Dang, I can't believe the Migos left him like that. I mean, hey. Fucked up. They grew up with him. Did they? Yeah. I don't know that to be true. He did. You think he would lie about that? I don't know. I never saw him say that. So yeah, he said that. He was talking about how like they him and he's known Quavo since they was kids and shit. Well, hey, childhood friends. Are you good with all your childhood friends? No. That's how life works. So hey. I mean, if you were good up until like seven, eight years ago and I mean, it's not their fault. QC didn't want him, so they had to move on. That's what yeah. Like, what do you want them to do? It's a business, and they're not they the bosses. They could have put or, them on some albums and stuff. They don't put it in. See, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, they have three verses they gotta fill. Yeah, and rappers don't do that. This is not the '90s. Rappers don't rap with their friends like they used to, unless it's like on the come up. But once people are established, you see, like. I don't want to use this example, but I don't know. He's the artist I listen to the most, so that's why I reference him a lot. Future, Scooter. Oh, Lord. Put Scooter on the deluxe, but how many Future albums has Scooter been on? Or think about how many albums has uh, Casino been on. Yeah, and that's his little brother, but he's only been on one karate chop. Oh, no, he was on... Oh, yeah, he's on Young Nigga Move That Dope, too. Frank Matthews. Yeah. He taught yeah. me about Frank Matthews, the greatest trapper of all time. Shout out Frank Matthews. Yeah, I thought about that once. When I was thinking like, damn, he really don't put Casino on there. He probably had to tell him one day. Like, probably, <laughs> probably didn't even have to tell him, honestly. Nah, yeah. He's like, hey, his little brother knows, hey, man. And I think he's like the president or something. He has a- Yeah, he's the president of Free Bands. Yeah, so he's probably satisfied with that. He don't have to try to make up shit in the studio no more. Extra dealer. Yeah. Casino wasn't that bad, man. He's okay, but yeah, yeah. He's not as good as Gunplay. Gunplay is like the best side nigga rapper. What do you mean a side nigga rapper? Like a nigga that you see with the rapper all the time that... Well, actually, Jim Jones is the best side nigga rapper than Gunplay. Yeah, remember, because Jim Jones became the boss. Remember, he wasn't a rapper either. Yeah, and now he's better at rapping than Cameron. Yeah, like I remember the Jim Jones that was not a rapper. Like, yeah, me too. He was basically a swagger, freaky Ziggy. He just used to talk on stuff. And like Split Star, he never got the rap. Well, I don't know if he wanted to. I think he wanted to have an album, but <laughs> wouldn't let him. And then Lil Fate, Ludacris, man, he wanted an album. Ludacris never let him. Uh, man, hey. deal with all 20. <laughs> I never liked that 20. No hate or nothing, but that guy. <laughs> What, his voice? Yeah, I like his voice. His flows weren't cool. Like, how are you going to have that deep of a voice trying to rap? Like, that's not... 
It's not where it's at. Let's get into it, man. How do you feel about the little Uzi Vert snippet? First, let me try to find it and play it real quick. Oh, Lord. Watery, watery quality. Let's get it. Yeah, like I'm Gary. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is about to sound very watery and uh, filtery. This is about to be... Gonna sound like I recorded it in jail. Damn, are you playing it? Whoa, it's going in and out, player. Good. You might have to back it up a little bit. Pause. I can't hear that. No one can hear that. <laughs> Let me try it from my end, maybe. Damn, people think he fell off. I typed in Lil Uzi. And the search broke fell off. <laughs> yeah. People think he's cooked. Hold on. Let me see what happens. Not that bad to me. His voice is kind of interesting. He's doing the um I got horses and like a farmer. He I think they were disappointed in that the, flow. They don't want that. I don't think his fans ever heard that song. The flow is kind of like, you know what I mean? I kind of like the flow. Oh, I got him Gary. You can't stand <laughs> me. Yeah, it's not that bad, but you know. And he, and he gave you guys the devilish stuff you want. He talked about selling his soul. You guys like that. He said that in this snippet? Yeah. Oh wow, that shit didn't even reach me. Yeah, because he didn't hear because because he did it like it's Gary. Yeah, I mean they didn't like eternal take, so fuck his weird ass punk ass young fans. All you young music fans, y'all suck. <laughs> y'all niggas don't know shit. Y'all niggas don't watch. Y'all never even grew up with cable. Like y'all suck. All y'all had was a bunch of options at your hands, and you guys were never you know what cable TV is though. A lot of options on your hands. Huh? Isn't that what cable TV is, though? A lot of No, options. no. Not that you get to pick from. You just take what is on there. Yeah. They fucking stream everything. Everything. Music, TV shows, movies, everything. They don't get to really just, like, find some shit on accident and like it. So... Who cares about what those weird? But who's ones? more programmed? They are us. I feel We're like not programmed, no. more programmed. Nope, not agreeing. All I know is their generation sucks. And you just said it yourself. They pick everything they watch. We didn't. Yeah, and all everything and everything has is like lower quality than ours. Like their music sucks today. They don't have any like like um trailblazing young rappers at all. Because they're all dead. R.I.P. Juice World. Triple X and Pop Smoke. That was the next generation of rap. They're dead. Yeah, that's so, true. So what, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a lot of watered-down, overdone drill music because nobody else is trying to do anything creative. I mean, even the little Rage people and shit, they're not, like, trailblazing. I mean, Yeet's doing his thing, but... Yeah, because the king of the Rage sound is not a superstar himself. If Bukhari. Tyler, 
yeah, if Cardi isn't a superstar, what do you guys think you guys are going to do? That's the difference. Like, Pop Smoke was on the way to becoming a superstar, and then he's gone. Fabio Foreign is not good enough to carry the mantle. None of the homies in Brooklyn, Bronx, all in New York, they're not good enough to be superstars. So that's why it's not going anywhere. Chicago, they don't have, I mean, Polo G, I, don't, I think people are tired of his piano music. I yeah, I mean, he does do the same beats, but he is pretty tight, though. But he does do the same stuff a lot. So that's the thing. The youngsters ain't really innovating because the guys that were innovative are gone. And then the younger guys, they just trying to get in the game. And all the old people who's ahead of them, like, controls them so much. Even in, like, like Ebro doesn't do it as much, like, in the interviews. But from every aspect, all the people who are, like, ahead of the youngsters have been around since like the 90s and shit they're not leaving they're not getting the fuck Ooh, the out radio running. what the radio programmers and the label people they've been around for so long and that's always getting... been the case no niggas in the 90s weren't like rap niggas um in the 80s and shit like that because that foundation wasn't that set as much no i'm the label executives have they weren't rap label executives not not as many but that's the thing there is there is no such thing as a rap label executive. The I'm rap- just talking about like the DJ dramas, how he has a label and like just all like a lot of youngsters are affiliated with people who are who have been around and doing their thing since the 90s and they're not moving out the way. So from that aspect, like the labels and controlling how their albums sound and the music they have to put out, then like even the way they do interviews and shit, they're getting interviewed by people who are who've been around since the 90s is just like young people don't control rap anymore but they never did though because you said to yourself the personalities have been the same for decades the label executives have been the same for decades the only change we got to see the quote-unquote rap label executives not even quote-unquote because it's real they are real people but it's the people that have the independent labels like qc P and Coach K, but how they've been around exactly that's the point, though. But they people they were younger in the 90s. Who was who was somebody who's been around since the 70s in the 90s that was like a rap label executive and they were around in this for rap in the 70s? The only well, Russell Simmons quit, Lior's still around <laughs> that brother, but he runs I'm just like- saying in the 90s when Tupac and all of them were out, there were no like old people like in control of them, or it wasn't like or even when they go on Rap City or Yo MTV Raps, Ed Lover and like Big Tigger and then weren't 20 years older than them. Yeah, they were kind of the same age, but they were older. Like, look at the original Yo MTV Raps. Fab Five Freddy was older than all of those niggas. <laughs> yeah, but he was a nice old guy who liked everybody. <laughs> and he didn't hey, hate man. on stuff. Like, hey, man. Like, I'm Gary. I don't know. I mean, that's not the best shit. I do think Uzi is in a little bit of trouble. I can't <laughs> agree with that. I'm a little bit worried about where his career is going to go because it's so short-lived in the grand scheme of things. It's kind of like the Harden conversation we were having. You know, not everybody's Jay-Z, not everybody's LeBron. Yeah, you think... Not everybody's pushing T. Two decades? Not everybody's pushing T, not everybody's future. Yeah. Not, not everybody's Drake. That's not the design of music. Average- not everybody's fabulous. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. You're naming people that had real fan bases because they came up before the streaming era. You just said it yourself when you made the example about the younger generation. They control their programming more than our era did. The algorithm adapts to what their preference is and they'll feed them what they want. Right now, TikTok is the barometer of music. So there's a lot of uh, women artists recently that have said, hey, I want to put out music, but my label's like, yeah, this, this shit ain't going viral on TikTok. It's not working. And these are white women artists. So what do you think they're going to tell the young hip hop niggas? Hey, you need to pop on TikTok. So that is the new barometer. In the past, I don't know if Twitter was as powerful, like, because Twitter wasn't based on snippets like a TikTok dance or whatever. Like we even saw Drake, he's the king of music. He tried to have, have a TikTok hit with that uh, 2C slide. So that's like the thing rappers got to go through now and all musicians. So that's the problem. Like a lot of artists, for example, you mentioned all those guys with longevity. They have good careers, great careers. They're all legends. But we mentioned this before in the 80s. In the 90s, rap was constant. It was always changing the popular sound flows every two, three years. Now we have things that last longer because the infrastructure is not letting waves get in. Because you said to yourself, this um, Playboy Cardi rage sound, that didn't take over rap because the mainstream is still loving the drill sound. But even in the- Are they really sound, loving the drill sound? Well, that's my point. That's what I was just about to say. They loving the traps, the quote unquote trap sound. The drill, the drill sound is popular in the street level, but what's the biggest drill song of all time? In the East Coast street level. Yeah, exactly. Nobody really cares about drill music that much, in my opinion. You think it's just a New York thing? New York mid-Atlantic thing, yeah. Nobody yeah, gives yeah. a fuck about that shit in West Coast and in the South. They like the main songs, but that shit ain't taking over nothing. Yeah, well, hey. But anyways, speaking of Uzi, how do you think he is doing? How do you think, like, do you think he's in a healthier state than his contemporaries in his class, like Lil Yachty, 21 Savage, and Kodak Black? Yeah, definitely. He's in a he's in a better he's so he has less to worry about than Kodak Black 21 and Yachty. Yes, definitely. He's bigger than all of them. Kodak Kodak is still in the situation where he makes great songs, but he hasn't made an album that gravitates people. He is a special artist. Everybody can see that from his peers to the older artists like Kendrick, uh, Kodak, I said Kodak, Drake, look at how much love Drake was showing Kodak. Like a lot of the older artists love him. But the thing is he hasn't made an album that translates to the masses yet. He's talented enough to do it, but it hasn't happened yet. Yadi, he had high potential, but the music that it seems like he's like in the Asher Roth situation in that he blew up with one night, like how Asher Roth made 
Um, I love college. Yeah, I love college, but and it's hard. Asheroth was a backpack underground rapper that liked rapping on Knots beats and wanted to do a gangster grills. And uh, Yadi, at his essence, he wants to make street music, but his fans don't want that. So it's like, that's the problem. Like Yadi is not a star artist anymore. He's kind of quote unquote falling off in visibility and popularity, but musically, I liked Michigan Boat Boy. It was cool, but I liked it more for the features than actually what he was doing. Yeah, I like his Michigan wave. That was pretty cool to me. 21 is successful, but I feel like his music doesn't hit as hard to me when he became more technical as a rapper. So it's like <laughs> out of his class, Uzi is still the best. Like Eternal Take is better than any album all of them have put out. And it's more successful than any album all of them have put out. Uzi has 26 platinum plaques, 24 gold plaques. 21 Savage has 20 platinum plaques, 20 gold plaques. Yachty has 11 plat plats, seven golds. Kodak has 18 plat plats and eight gold. 18 plat plat? Oh, platinum. Yeah, going plat plat only. Yeah, only he can say that. Who, Drake? Yeah. Yeah, but... But Uzi is the best in his class. It's just... I don't know. I feel like 21 Savage has more of a stable fan base and would have a more well-received album if he dropped over Uzi. Over Uzi. But what does a more stable fan base mean? What did his last album do? Savage Mode 2. Didn't it just go gold? I don't know. You was looking at all the plaques they have. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, Savage Mode went gold. Or that's the first one. Savage Mode 2 is gold. So yeah, that's what 21 is. He's like an artist that, like I say, yeah, you're right. He has a good core fan base, but he's not a superstar. Slow and steady wins the race type of artist. Yeah, Uzi kind of is a superstar. Like Eternal Take did over 300,000 the first week. That's a superstar. Yeah. And his album, his first album went double platinum. Eternal Take went platinum. He is the biggest artist in his class by far. Do you think the young artists, they don't, they're all kind of over making like single driven music? Cause I feel like Uzi, he wouldn't, I don't know. It seems like he wouldn't be able to make like a good single these days. It'll be like probably a good song, but it wouldn't be what the labels and like the billboard charts would want on it. You know what I'm saying? I think Uzi is kind of like in the Kodak situation i'm not kodak he's kind of like in the yadi situation in that he blew up making moody relationship music early 2000s punk rock like the biggest song of his career is exo tour life but he wants to rap now he wants to swag and his fans don't want rapping (laughs) i like the free uzi type shit yeah it's cool i like that too but that's not gonna move the units, you know that. So that's the conflict a lot of these artists have. It's like, all right, I wanna make a certain type of music, but I wanna sell records. And what can I do to get my music out? Cause what if the label doesn't accept it? Because they're like, nah, Uzi, just give us the old stuff you used to do. And he doesn't take as many um, like fashion pictures and stuff anymore. I feel like that has something to do with it. <laughs> Remember he used to take pictures and shit all the time of his outfits? Yeah, and ride his bikes and have fun. Yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. 
don't know. Because he's a relation, he's in a relationship. He's relaxing with his baby boo. True. That makes I don't sense. Know. So, I mean, the single he put out last year, Demon High, was Taraka. Straight up. Yeah. Basura. So, Demon High. Like, nobody wants that, bro. Like, I mean, I guess white people do buy the most records, but I don't think they're, like, you know, the, the kind of white people that love demons and shit, they, I don't think they like, like, rap and shit. As, you know what I mean? Um, black people, we definitely don't want that kind of shit. Like, so I don't know who he was marketing that to. I think he was trying to get the whites, but they don't want that. Nah, they want Jack Harlow. They want to have fun. They don't have time to be... They don't, <laughs> they're not even that spiritual. Like, they don't have time for all that shit. Fuck is he talking about demon high? Yeah. Outcast type of shit again. You know how everybody has the album cover where they're in uh, high school auditorium with a bunch of outcasts and shit. There was like three, four albums that came out like that. That's what the video was like. I'm rejected. People push me and throw apples at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how do you feel about snippet culture in general? Because is there really a culture of it? It's since yeah, like, rap culture. There really a culture? Because you said there was no fucking NBA culture, so how can there be a snippet culture? Yeah, NBA culture is a myth. It's just the sport you play, you go home. You were but talking there's a, about, but there's a snippet culture. Yeah, there is. Oh my god. Okay, so are the artists creating this culture, or are the fans who talk about it making it a culture? The artists created the culture by starting the snippets, and then the fans took it to another level by piecing things together and leaking artists' music because they said, "Hey, hey. and like, being disappointed when they found yeah, it. like Playboy Cardi." We just saw a whole lot of red was delayed for years because niggas was seeing snippets, hacking his shit, taking what they wanted. The same thing with Uzi. There's, I literally have hundreds of leaks of certain artists that I like. Future, go ahead, say it. Yeah, a certain yeah, artists. There's a, now there's a few other artists, of course. No, there's not. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of Thug stuff that I like. I got some Lancey Foe stuff that I really oh, okay. like. Okay. I got a lot of Cardi stuff. There's a few, not a lot. But there's a thing that happened is that when you notice snippets, artists use it, what, to promote things? I got some Gunna stuff, too. I miss Gunna. It sucks he's gone. Yeah, till January. It's crazy. I mean, that's till his trial starts. Yeah, that's crazy. He, I don't think he thought he was going to be in jail after being so successful. Yeah, this is the biggest year of his career, man. It sucks. That must be hard to do, living a certain lifestyle, and then now you have to eat jail bologna and sleep on a fucking concrete mattress with a pad on it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. And use, like, fucking uh, degree deodorant. They probably have trash deodorant to, to buy in, in jail. Yeah. All shit like that, like, probably is, like, the worst probably has one of those flat plastic toothbrushes old cornbread like whoa old cornbread yeah nigga the food they be giving you be old it should be having mold on it they don't really hook it up rest in peace prodigy he had a, a cookbook for how to make i guess the best meals he could in prison yeah they be having to fucking make like cheetos and like ramen and shit together Yes, yes, yes. Damn. I mean, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, snippet culture is real because there's an obsession with 
what Joe Budden has called before demoitis, that fans will get obsessed with a snippet because it had a certain production or sample. And then when the album comes out and the song is changed, you get upset, like with me. I love the original version of Pussy Power, but then when the official version came out, they couldn't clear the sample, so the beat's different. It doesn't hit the same to me. But it's not as bad, though. It's still cool. Exactly, but that's the thing. It doesn't hit the same to me because I'm a Gunna fan, and I've been hearing that song for months before it came out, so I was used to hearing it a certain way. That's my point. Right, 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 right. So if you're a fan of a certain artist, you're going to notice, oh, man, this this song don't sound as good. Like, I was geeked. I don't know if you pay attention to the group chat anymore because you're a busy brother, but when the future album was coming out, I was saying, man, I hope this song makes it. This song better be there. But why do I have those expectations? Because I've been seeing Future and his friends play the song for months. So it gets it in your head like, oh, shit, this better be on it. Or dang, this is going to be the greatest song in the world. And luckily, I wasn't disappointed. Like the two snippets that I wanted was Puffin' on Zooties, which I've been playing for you since the fall, and then Voodoo. But at the time, I didn't know Voodoo was going to have Kodak on it. That made the song even better. So So snippet culture is more on the... The artist, the customer, the cust- it's more on the customer's end because you guys have to sit with it and shit and they get disappointed. Yeah, it's on the, fa- it's on the, exactly. It's not even on the casual fan. It's on the diehard fan, the fan that like, I don't follow any artists on social media, but I go and look just to hear snippets sometimes, or I'll look at the fan page because they'll compile this stuff and they'll be like, oh, Check out this snippet. Check out this snippet. Like, I didn't know Chickens had ESTG on it. And at first, I thought he was saying, check, check. Oh, true. (laughs) But I think it just depends. Like, a lot of artists, they realize. Yeah, a lot of artists, they realize we need snippets to capitalize on bringing attention to our music. And it doesn't happen for everybody, but I think it's a culture that will continue to exist, but it'll be interesting to see how it affects what happens to people down the line. Yeah, that's true. And of course, it's because, you know, we have social media, they can show us stuff that, because, you know, a lot of these artists make music every day, so they might show you something and eight months later, they, they might not like the song anymore. So, but we used to not be able to see that full process back in the days. Yeah. Bye, man. Let's talk about Kendrick. I was completely wrong. That boy got nowhere near hundred <laughs> over six. You mean seven hundred thousand that you said? This nigga. Is he sick. Didn't, yeah, he didn't. What year did you think this was? Yeah. Well, it's not even the year. I I truly think he could have done it, but then I forgot. It's Kendrick Lamar. He didn't take half a decade to have fun. He took half a decade to make his. Uh, most divisive album. Kendrick Lamar is a widow rapper. Whoa, Troy Avenue. <laughs> that guy, I'll tell you something. Troy Avenue, that's crazy. That's out of here. But yeah, Kendrick, he did what, like 286,000? That was even fewer than a few artists that came out. It was crazy. I think it was even fewer than, it was somebody that I was like, dang, he even sold more first week. 
I what do you think that means? You think his fans grew tired? Do you think um, people like industry, like music industry fans, moved on and like it just took too long? Like, what does that mean? Or do you think it's because he didn't have "Be Humble"? Yeah, it's because his album's too heavy. You can't. But, have but they didn't. But we didn't know. Yeah, then then it came out and everybody knew. Damn is a pretty heavy album besides loyalty. Uh, it, fun. Yeah, nah, there's fun stuff. Love, like there's he swags it better. Like that's the thing. Can't but but do people know before they hear it, before they heard any of that, why did they run the damn instead of this? You're talking about it more in hindsight. Yeah, but this the difference. This is the first Kendrick album to come out with no single. That's a one reason why the sales are lower. And then also this album has the lowest replay value out of all of his music. I'm not listening to that Kendrick album again. Yeah, I, I don't listen to it anymore. Shout out, shout out Kwasi. He even, he heard the last episode. He said he hasn't heard that, Ken, that Kendrick album again either. I listened to... Um, you said you listened to it like five times. Yeah, but I don't listen to it anymore. I listen to um, Silent Hill every now and then. Push these niggas off me like, who? Hmm. I remember... There was something wrong with my Bluetooth, so I listened to the radio, and I think it was 93.9, and they were playing Silent Hill, and I didn't know what this was. I was like, I heard this song before, but I don't know the name of it. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of good. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's on Kendrick's album. Mm. Yeah, man, I'm not listening to that album again. God bless him. But, yeah, that's why. The album was not fun. Damn, it's not fun. It is fun. No, it's not. It is. Feel and pray and all that shit. How's it fun? It's fun. The melodies are funny. It's not Damn. a he's about to put out a he's about to put out a video for the argue song. That's it's gonna not, be cool. Yeah, it is gonna be. That's what I'm saying. He made Kwasi called it museum rap. It's like yeah, elements kind of fun. Uh, the album is fun. Damn is a fun album. Um Kwasi called it museum rap because he's like, yeah, you go to a museum, you look, you appreciate the art, but yeah, you move on with your life. You don't go to the museum every day. Nah, not at all. You go to it like, well, once every three months, maybe if there's new exhibits there you're interested in. So Even though I'm going to go to the African-American Museum really yeah. soon because I've never been there yet. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm about to go there probably in the next few weeks. Well, you want to struggle real quick? I don't think it's that struggly. I don't. It's not. Like, I don't think it's gonna be like the Holocaust Museum. Nah, I heard. Yeah, I heard it's. It's heavy a, and shit. Struggle. Yeah, it's not fun. You don't mm. really get swaggy Harlem Renaissance stuff. You just get weight in the water stuff. Mm, damn, Mississippi Delta. <laughs> yeah, and just you know, Jim Crow and you know taking L's, slavery, marching and singing. Yeah, no fun. Damn. You don't even get to see some jazz, Mataz. I don't know. Maybe that was just, but I heard it's a, like a big joint. It's like takes hours to go through the whole thing. So they don't have like a Michael. They don't have like a Michael Jackson section and like a Michael Jordan section. I don't think so. Like a Muhammad Ali section and shit. I think those brothers are considered outliers, so they're not a part of the overall black struggle. I don't know. I mean, it's just all about struggle. I thought it was just African American history. Yeah, I mean, what's the majority of African American history that they teach us? It's about struggling. Definitely about struggle. Not about fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said what that they teach us though. Yeah, but how much fun do you think they was having during Jim Crow? 
I mean, not even fun, but I think a black person like made the refrigerator and like the stoplight and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they have an inventor's corner. I don't know. Peanut butter, my nigga. Like I love peanut butter. Yeah, it's cool. Shout out George Washington Carver. But man, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think that Kendrick album has replay? Well, it does have replay value. You you listen to it more than five times, so. But I listen to it on that one weekend more than five times. I don't listen to that joint at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not listening to that album. I, that's crazy. Like he waited all that time, and he I don't know. I don't. I wonder. Well, of course, people like him don't care. So See, I wish like, he cared. I wish he cared so he can be upset and give us more music and be a nah, regular rapper. Nah, he doesn't want to. But that's the thing. All artists on their own path of creativity. Some people want to put out an album a year. Some people want to put out two albums a year. Some people want to do one album every three, four years. So it is what it is. And he already did the rapper shit earlier in his mixtape career. Yep. Where he'd be on features with people. And like, he was on a fucking Dom Kennedy album. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't, he don't do nothing like that anymore. But that's on... But that's the thing. You said it yourself. That was on the come up. When you're on the come up, you're going to do more things to get your visibility. Now he's a superstar. He doesn't have to do that. anymore. Yeah, but J. Cole just rapped with Benny the Butcher. Like, that's fucking tight. Like, that's rap. That's rapper stuff. But, like, that, but the reason why he did that was because he wasn't working with anybody for years. I'm he just was, saying. He was became popular. But that's the thing. J. Z, like, uh, I would fuck all these other people of today. I'm just saying in rap history niggas rap with niggas not always like you know what i'm saying people rap with people they, they pick and choose yeah some people pick and choose who to rap with that's always been the game but all these people will rap with bun b he won't rap with andre 3000 he knows better he won't rap with most def but he'll rap with talib the Robert. fact that jay-z got on uh throw get throw you know what i'm saying like that's that was like deep in he opened he opened was- the feature that was deep in his career, you know what I'm saying? So, Jay Cole, uh, Jay Cole, that was, you know, that was when Jay Z was retired, kind of. That's deep in his career. That's like over ten. That's like ten years. Oh, uh, it was like nine years. That was 2005. So? Yeah. So, he was already Jay Z by then. He was a superstar. But that's the point. They all have different motives. So it's just like interesting. Like Kendrick doesn't do rapper shit. He doesn't rap with good rappers. None of that shit. What is rapper shit? Every not everybody does the same thing. Rapper shit is rapping with other good rappers. Even Eminem, even Eminem does like rapper shit. Like you know what I'm saying? He'll pull up on BT ciphers, have his own shady cipher. Pull up on the fucking Touch It remix. Pull up on um, a Nicki Minaj album. Like even the hermits of rap pull up and rap with other people. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just feel like a lot of these new rappers, like the NBA players, like James Harden and them, they don't, and like Kyrie and they, you know, it's a different era. They don't really, just the love of things have gone away a lot, but who can blame them? The industry sucks. And, you know, but I just feel like Kendrick, yeah, like the fact that J. Cole got on a Benny the Butcher song is dope as shit to me. Like that's tight. And Kendrick doesn't give you none of that. Or, fact that jay-z got on a push a t album like that's dope kendrick's not doing any of that anymore he's hiding going away for five years 
dropping something that you can't play again and then being content with it. Like, yep, I'm out of here. Yeah, because he doesn't care about the competitive spirit of rap. He's doing something bigger. That's how he feels. Yeah, that's how he feels. J. Cole used to not rap with people for years. He would have albums that would his fans would say, hey, look, he went platinum with no features and he made all the beats. But he even said, yeah, I felt like I wasn't really in the rap game because I wasn't collab with anybody. That's why he made it a point to work with more people. But even on his album, just like you mentioned before, um, you said 21's hood friend. I mean, J. Cole's hood friend is 21 and Kodak's hood friend. <laughs> Kendrick's hood friend is Kodak. Some people vibe with certain artists. Some are, are just, they just want the bag. I'll do a feature, give me the money. That's the game. Not Rappers, for the most part, are not rapping for the sport anymore. They're not trying to compete to show who's the best because it's melodic driven. Yeah, that's true. So that's the difference. That is very, very true. But I don't know, man. I just... Feel like i don't know kendrick is just like man but i don't know basically everybody knows all that him being the best shit is out of here what do you mean like you just can't try to act like he's like the best anymore like his fans try to do you just can't do that anymore he doesn't show it off he hides and shit and just can't say it anymore who's the last really good rapper that he's rapped with you don't think Kodak is a really good rapper? No. You don't think Baby Keem's a really good rapper? No hate, but no. What do you mean? Somebody who's good? Just, you mean like old school? Considered like a, the top rapper. What top do you mean? Rapper. Like who's considered like a top 10 rapper in the game? Uh, I don't know. I don't think... He's ever worked with a quote-unquote top. Well, I guess Drake. I wonder why ha, him and Tyler, they don't ever work, do they? Nah, he probably doesn't like that stuff Tyler does. <laughs> Enough to work with him. But he made uh, a song about his auntie becoming a man. Yeah, but his, Tyler's not a rapidy rapper, top 10. He's technically a rapidy rapper, and he's one of the better rappers in the game. He gets Grammys and shit, and people love his albums. And he's been doing it for a long time. Tyler's the top rapper. What do you mean by that? He's what's the best verse you've ever heard Tyler say? He's never had a, like a verse that's like wow. Well, maybe if he rap with Kendrick, we'll he'll, we'll get one. I don't know. I'm just thinking from a West Coast perspective. Like, it, <laughs> you I think mean, it's like people bang Tyler on the West Coast. Maybe alternative niggas, not the streets. You make it seem like people bang Kendrick on the West Coast. Maybe they alternative, don't. maybe alternative niggas, but not the street. I'm just saying, not even a what he hasn't even worked with any like big West Coast rappers. Not a Vince Staples, nothing. Nah, that's crazy. I mean, Vince Staples isn't a big rapper though. He's big as a personality. Baby Keem isn't a big rapper. I know it's his cousin, but it's different when it's your. But I may, but I say all that to say I was just obviously. What I said earlier is like, you know, he's like the mixtape days was when he was like in his rap shit. And but that's uh, different. That I, not, and I'm not saying that's like a bad thing. And I'm just pointing it out like and 
And like, you know, that's why he would get on a Dom album, which was dope. Yeah, it's strategic. When I need to build my personality and my persona as an artist, I have to collaborate with more people. I don't even look at it that precisely, though. But it is that. He is that tactical. I don't look at it being that precise, like, oh, I need to build up, so I'm going to work with Dom. I think he just liked Dom and was just more of, in, like in a rap space, like when he used to rap with Ab Soul and them, like you know what I'm saying. He don't do. Yeah, you know? when I'm on the come up, artists are tactical. They know what they're doing. They know they have to do certain things to get the certain thresholds. They want to get certain audiences to fuck with them. That's what you do on the come up. Of course, but there are a lot yeah. of artists. But there are a lot of artists who aren't on the come up, like Future and Jay Z, who still rap with people. Jay-Z doesn't rap with anybody. He raps with the people he respects. He raps with Jay Electronica, his artist, and then Pusha T, a nigga that idolizes him. Who else does he rap? And then Drake, another nigga that idolizes him. And he raps with Nas and Future. Yeah, yeah, those Nas' shit was for DJ Khaled begging him. Hey, he did. And the Nas shit, that was another DJ Khaled. Yeah, that's his artist. DJ Khaled is signed to him. I make money off you. Of course I'll help you. That's what I'm saying. All these niggas are tactical. They're not doing this shit for the love. The only one that does it more than future. I'm not talking about love. I never really necessarily said. Or even for the sport. Not even. I'm not being so pinpoint with this shit. I'm just making observations. Like, it's just, you know, he just doesn't do. He doesn't rap with people anymore. And I feel like that is kind of like, I don't know. I feel like he's robbing us of stuff. Like he don't think nobody else is good enough. He don't think nobody else is good enough to make good point of views and say dope shit if they rap with him. Like, look what he got out of Kodak. Uh, well, yeah, what did he get? A good, a good verse. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was good for Kodak. Yeah, I've heard Kodak have better verses than that. That anyway. Yeah, it's like I mean, I'm not a. Maybe it's because I'm a Nas fan and he didn't want to rap with a lot of people for a long time. But the thing is with me, I just respect artists that do what they want to do. He's at the level, he can do whatever he wants to do. So I can't knock the hustle. Yeah, and it didn't necessarily bode well as it should for somebody on his level. Now he's down. But his down, like he, how he said, if he falls off, he'll stand, still land on the ass of Nicki Minaj. So, who? He said, if I fall off, I'll still land on the ass of Nicki Minaj. Who said that? Kendrick. Oh, that's nice. He said that on um, uh, Black Lip Bastard, the Black Hippie joint with all of them on there. Yeah, he can't say stuff like that anymore. He's about to get married. He just talked about cheating on his girl and needing help. But basically, I just say that to his his fall off is still two hundred thirty thousand in the first week, which is good. Yeah, and hey, he might never rap again. God I hope he doesn't go go away. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I guess you want to be hundred three thousand. Go ahead, be hundred three thousand and pop up every five years on like an R and B song. Yeah, why not? Hey, live life. He's in Ghana. Well, I don't know if he's still in Ghana, but hey, enjoy yourself. Talking all that shit on that Baby Keem song. <laughs> what, that he was smoking on top fives? Yeah, shut up, nigga. And the 
He's a vaccine. The game needs him to survive. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. That's why I shout out Ralphie the Actually, Buck, it bro. does. It actually does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Man. It needs him to work with people so he can bring the best out of others and maybe they can inspire him and bring the best out of him. Nope. They don't. Do you think he has one of the best flows in rap still? Yeah, because he pushes himself to try different things. He doesn't get complacent. That's a part of taking risks. That's why it takes him half a decade. That's why he let us know new flows are coming, brother. He had to let us know I'm working on stuff. Yeah, be patient. And then be patient again for another half a decade. I mean, hey, I don't mind it. When y'all in y'all 40s, y'all get something from me. <laughs> yeah. And if y'all were in middle school, y'all get something from me when y'all graduate college. Yeah. But so, I don't know, man. Nah, I don't think about uh, Kendrick like that because my favorite artist put out music. Babyface Ray just put out a deluxe. I haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, me neither. I'm actually going to listen to it tomorrow. That's the thing. The artists that I really care about put out music, so I don't need Kendrick to save me my yeah and babyface ray his album is my favorite rap album this year well you know what mine is hands down face babyface ray's in my top five face to me is the the rap album that i've played the most it has to be you know the one that i played the most yeah that one's cool still played it's cool Face is good. It's cool. I think if I had to say my top five or top, it would be I Never Liked You One, um, Continuous Currency and Alchemist Two, It's Almost Dry, Pusha T Three, Face by Baby Face Ray Four. Yeah. Hmm. So who are some of your favorite flow masters, man? I'll go with the yeah, all-time Biggie, of course, Snoop, Mace, Juvenile, Wayne. Uh, Ludacris wow. was great. Did uh, you say Snoop already? Yeah, of course. It's like the first nigga I said. Dang, you put Juvenile up there? That's pretty dope. Uh, Pimp C. Uh, Project Pat, of course. Yeah, Project Pat's up there for me. Big Juicy J is too. Yeah, shout out Big Mo. Juicy J always. Missy Elliott. She had great flows. When you're melodic, it's a cheat code. You get a thousand more flows. Devin the dude was has a simple style, but he was creative with it. I, I like that too. Like Devin the dude didn't switch it up too much. But did he was the Tupac have a great flow? Of course, he had a great voice and tone. Hell yeah. Does Jay Z have a great public school? Of course, he's water. Tupac well, nah, was meant nah. to be a public speaker. Nah, it's nah. He has a great voice, but not flow, really. His like raspy voice makes his stuff sound tighter. Like Jay. Did, did Nori have a great flow? Mm. <laughs> but he, yes, he had heart. <laughs> What about yours? Who are your favorite flows of all time? Uh, I'll have to say Project Pat's one of them. Juicy J's one of them. Um, of course, Tupac, Jay-Z, Biggie is the best of all time to me. Snoop. Um, Kendrick. Kanye has a dope flow. 
he had he used to you know he has like a flow that he kind of has done a lot i mean his new flows suck but <laughs> from his prime he had a, a certain way that he rapped and i think that's one of my favorites does Jeezy have a flow or is he just swag, all swag? He's just swagging. And it's gone. That flow is left him a long time ago, 2005, 2006. Yeah. By the time so... he was the recession, he wasn't swagging as much. Nah, that flow left. <laughs> yeah, it was gone by 2008. He's like, I'm out here looking like I got a blah. <laughs> you say you looking like you got a blah. Uh... Damn. I mean, you see, just like go go, like go go, yeah, like go go. <laughs> I've been actually bumping a lot of bankroll lately. He's a, definitely one of the greatest flows we've ever had. I've been bumping a lot of bankroll. I don't know how it happened. I've been listening to Life of a Hot Boy too a lot. Shout out Draco the Ruler. He was another water boy. That brother was water. Yeah, he but I feel like. He's 40, Fonzarelli. I keep saying water. I mean, he's one. Of course. Too short with his simple shit. Yeah, it's effective for decades. Damn, we're getting old, man. We're naming all these old ass people. Because the young brothers, they're cheating with uh, auto-tune. Migos, of course. Yeah. They definitely have one of the best flows ever. Drake has a great flow. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, you know I'm going to say it. Uh, who else? Future, I like his flow a lot. He's one of the best flows. I was going to say him, but I just feel like he's so versatile with it, you know? Yeah, he's one of the best flows. He doesn't really have, like, a consistent one. Like, Drake has, like, a consistent flow. Like, how he rapped on Duppy. That's like a... Yeah, that's when he's in his rapidy rap bag. He, You know what I mean? Future doesn't have, like, a consistent one. He does all kinds of shit. Yeah. Gucci had a pretty cool flow. Oh, yeah. He's one of the greatest of all. Cameron, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That Rudy Tooty, Fruity Looty, what I usually do. It's that jump, stop, breathe. Hootie hoo. Yeah. I like, I like that he knows he does the Rudy Tooty, Fruity stuff. Yeah. He really started his verse out with that. Talk about self-awareness. <laughs> But uh, what's it called? Who else would I say? Uh, oh, yeah, Little Kim had a great flow. Of course, Biggie was helping her. But even after Biggie passed, she still had great flows and swag. Um, yeah. uh, well, well, what about Nicki Minaj? That used to be your favorite rapper for a while. How would you grade her flows? That's not true, but her yeah, flow. Was. That was your favorite rapper in 2014. There's nothing wrong with that untrue but her flows became really that was when you were doing the beyonce flow every year her flows were becoming really stale like what's the business whoa something 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 witness why'd you put that bass in your voice like that that's what she does Mm. but that used to be your favorite rapper man there's nothing wrong with that that's untrue. You can keep saying it. You, you say it 10 more times. I'm going to say it's untrue 10 more times. Go ahead. I mean, we know the truth. R.I.P. Draco the Ruler. I remember those times. That was when you were doing the Beyonce flow for everything. Untrue. I think, I think but you and I know what's going on. Yeah, we know the truth. And you were, 
that's when I realized, oh, this brother, I think he's trying to be progressive. He's liking a lot of women artists. No, I just thought Nicki Minaj was going off that year when she. I think did it was like a monster. slow time in rap. You wasn't really liking when she did Monster, stuff. and she just had a few cool. No, this is after that. She had, she like had a few 13, cool. 14. She had a few cool songs, but um, she wasn't my favorite rapper. Yeah, this is when uh, she just I think dumped Safari the Pink Print album. That's what it was. No, she wasn't my favorite rapper. Yeah, who was your favorite rapper in 2014 then? 2014. Yeah, it was Nicki Minaj. Nah, I think it was Future. That's nope. when No Sleep. That's when I was listening to No Sleep. Nope. Yeah, man. Sorry, buddy. That wasn't it. I remember. It's not true, man. I mean, I, I, like I said, you can say you can do this for an hour, and we'll just be you'll be saying that, and then I'll say it's not true, and then I'll say ready, set, go. It's the truth. I think Young Bands was your favorite rapper in 2014. Who's Young Bands? <laughs> the guy who wrote writes features lyrics young bands yeah he used to write features lyrics let me look this young man up you know who young bands is the one uh oh i forgot about this kid wow <laughs> i didn't know about him in 2014 wow he's still hey, that was your favorite rapper in 2014 nah i don't think he easily easily I don't think I knew. Did he make music back then? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Young Bands, does he have a Wikipedia? Oh, wow, he does. Dang, I wonder why he didn't get bigger. He oh, was, he was born in St. Louis? He was killing it for a time, like a little summer once. Oh, it looks like his first project came out 2017. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, his career, he academics killed his career. He, became he was killing it for a period of time. Like he was, I thought he was about to be up next. Hey man, nope. Sorry. His it didn't um his his future esque style didn't like it wasn't received well with like his age group of fan base at the time. You bother academics and then you have low sales, his fans are gonna crush you. Yeah, if you would have just never bothered academics and had low sales, he probably could have built off that. Yeah, he should have just been nice to academics. He's kind of in the Uno and all, and like they're kind of like their wave, like people who had potential but just couldn't see it through. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to make a hit and to make music that the masses will like. I believe that, you know, the SoundCloud rap era, it was great because it allowed people to be creative on their own terms, but it didn't prepare certain artists to, you know, try to make mainstream music not that you have to but hey if you want to be in the game and sign a record label or record label then you got to play the game and a lot of those youngsters couldn't do it not everybody could be mysterious like playboy cardi and the lack of mixtapes because people like pb longway didn't have big hit like hits but he was able to have a fan base and drop mixtapes you know what i'm saying like by the time mixtapes, but a lot of time, by the time a lot of those SoundCloud niggas came out, it just seems like the mixtape game was different. It was kind of like they were just albums. Yeah, they were making more money off their music <laughs> than the niggas that was putting shit on live mixtapes for free. Yeah, but then now they don't have a fan base and they're nowhere to be found. They do have a fan base. Uno and uh, what's the other Thousand Band Fonny? They still put out music. They have- yeah, no, Thousand Band Fonny be putting out heat every now and then. But I feel like Pee Wee Longway. I think he just gave up because I think Pee Wee had 
has more of like a stronger front fan base than all the people you just named. I don't know about that. I don't Didn't know. You say LO Cool J said I was his favorite rapper. Who said that? Didn't you say LO Cool J said that? I don't remember. Yeah, LO Cool J said that on Twitter, I think. <laughs> P- there's Pee Wee Longway fans out there. Let me see. LO Cool J P. Whoa, LL- whoa, this 2016. That's hilarious. LO Cool J likes Pee Wee Longway. Whoa, they got him with his big cake face. Pick <laughs> up on him. He about to do a movie. He about to, what's the shit he's on? SWAT or some shit? I don't know. He's a cop, man. Yeah, he's a cop all over the place. Thought he was on NCS, whatever that shit's called. I think he is. He's a big head on it. Yeah, man. But uh, I think that's, I think that's all I got for, got for the kids today, man. Yeah, we out, man. Chopper suit convos. Say no to drug kids. Rest in peace to all the people in Texas that lost their lives for no reason. I hope the young girl in Woodbridge that got shot yesterday makes it out fine. She's in critical condition. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'll give, yeah, definitely prayers to all the kids, um, parents and siblings and friends. And, um, you know, fast recovery for the girl in Ripon landing area. Um, not to, like, just skip over that because that sucks. But, yeah, your your gang is coming to Woodbridge, man. Which gang? The Washington Commanders. Oh, I don't care about that. You bleed burgundy and gold. It's it's, it's with you for life, man. Nah. I saw you on the set in the picture. Yeah, and I left the game. Can't undo that. But, yes, um, I can't. I left the game. I walked out happy. Yeah, man. It, come, it looks like they might be coming to Woodbridge, even though they always say it's still not official. I yeah, feel bad for those fans. This on one of our first episodes, so yeah. Yeah, is. but they just pay like what was it, two hundred or one hundred million for some land? Yeah, two hundred. That's I don't care. If you guys want to hear what we thought about that, listen to episode. Hold on, dang. Well, I'll say what I think. I think that's interesting. Having grown up in Northern Virginia, like it's just crazy that the main football episode two March first. Check that out. It's crazy that the main football team is about to be in our backyard. Like, I just never imagined that. Like, the world's really changing in many ways to where a national football team is considering playing in Woodbridge. Like, that's fucking crazy. There's so many suburbs in Nova, but they chose Woodbridge. It's weird. I don't get it. Traffic's going to be fucked up. Doesn't make sense. And it is what it is, man. Shout out to Dan Snyder. Shout out Snyder. Represent. We out. Nah, for real, fuck Daniel Snyder.